What is going on, guys? Hey, it's Anthony, and you're listening to the Weekend Wire here on the Culture Jack Podcast. Today, we got uh, some Culture Jack news we're going to be covering and a bunch of other news. Before I dive into all of that, please take a moment, hit that subscribe button on whatever podcasting platform you're currently listening to us on. And know this, we recently added the Culture Jack podcast to Pandora and Amazon. So if maybe those were your favorite and you've been subsidized in the podcasting world and listening to us on a third tier program or application that you only had because of us feel free to move over to those guys we're currently now on like every major podcasting platform and some not so major so a there's no excuse not to subscribe b we're trying to cast a bigger net out there so we can continue to grow our audience continue to build up our content and so much more and again if this is your first time listening please hit follow if you've been listening to it forever for for years now Please take a moment, share the content, like the content, drop a review on whatever podcasting platform you have. It does mean a lot to us. It means a lot to the algorithm that pushes our content regardless of the platform. And uh, yeah, so let's keep moving here. Uh, Both Dustin and I over the last couple of episodes have hinted toward and mentioned, hey, we've got some changes coming to the culture podcast and before i announce it let me kind of do a little bit of build up on this just so uh you the audience can kind of understand our perspective a little bit and the reasons for for some of these changes so um dustin and i obviously have been doing this as a joint effort for a long time and while most of our episodes are individual we do collaborate in the sense of discussion and sit in the in the sense of the structures of the shows and we talk really at this point pretty regularly from week to week we'll go we'll go into hey I thought this went well I didn't think that went well and part of the recent discussions have been based around the news shows which is uh, the news desk with Archie and the weekend wire with myself and as that conversation kind of progressed through time, we recently made the determination that it's like, okay, while we both do pretty good at capturing video games, technology, uh, movies and TV news, and then we throw in some some funk every once in a while, we thought it was time to uh, go ahead and mature the shows. Let's Let's reduce the scope let's reduce all of those topics that we weekly go over and in some instances we're uh we are i wouldn't say repeating because we're not necessarily repeating but we are extending the conversation with tidbits that have been added since the other guy talked about it and, and et cetera et cetera so starting right now we have decided to format these show or or redesign the format of each show to cater toward one genre of media and so again starting now the weekend wire today i'm going to exclusively be covering movie and tv news 
period. Okay, I'm not going to I'm not going to dive into video games. I'm not going to dive into technology or what have you. Now that doesn't mean that I won't in a Monday Madness or a special episode. By no means does it prevent me from discussing those topics. It's just we're going to take those out of the weekend wire. Now, if we go over to the news desk with Archie, same scenario, except for he's going to exclusively be covering video games. And by video games, it's not exclusive to consoles. It's video games as a whole. So whether it's console gaming or PC gaming or whatever, that's what Archie is going to cover in that episode. And again, it goes the same for him. Um, it, it doesn't mean he's only ever going to cover that. It's just, it just means that the show is going to be hyper-focused around video games on Thursday. The uh, Weekend Wire is going to be hyper-focused around movies and TV. And uh, with this change, I'm stoked for it. I know Dustin's stoked for it because as we both have done this many, many, many times over uh, from a producing standpoint, not per, not a production, not not recording, but from a producing standpoint, uh, we feel like if we scope it down, we're gonna we're, we're gonna be able to uh, produce shows that allow you to just focus on those one those single topics or on that or single genre of entertainment, and it will hopefully provide more to you as the listener, and it allows us, the producers, to curate just one. Uh, group of content as opposed to like uh today's example i've got what do i got a half a dozen more than half a dozen should almost got a dozen topics i'm going to try to run through today uh but it's all movie and tv related as opposed to having movie tv tech consoles blah 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 blah. and while that's easier said than done in most cases when we produce the uh podcast it should be a good step change for us. We've also um, th- have discussed a lot of other cool things, not necessarily changes, but uh, cool topics to discuss, uh, some some exciting stuff that will come in the future. Long story short, the news desk that you guys traditionally listen to will be covering video games as a whole starting next week or this coming week, however you want to look at it. And then today, we're diving into movie and TV news. So with that being said, let's go ahead and kick this thing off with some news about J.J. Abrams working on the new Justice League Dark. So recently, there's been a lot of buzz about this. I've, I've actually read snippets and I've seen some news articles about this uh, as far as DC wanting to jump into the... Justice League Dark and to really to build a dark uh, group or set of TV shows and movies in the DC world. I think it's a good play on their part and to have a guy like J.J. Abrams attached is going to be incredible. So uh, let's see. What do we listen to? Comicbook.com reports J.J. Abrams next DC project is Madame X, which will tie into the rumored Justice League dark project and allow the exploits of DC Universe mystic Madame Zandu, uh, played by Jarrell Prescott in Swamp Thing. This will make Madame Zandu first broad exposure in live action. Running this series will be Angela Robinson, whose last time out with the DC was Professor Marston 
and the Wonder Woman, the drama about <clears throat> the life of William Moulton Marsden, the creator of Wonder Woman, and the relationships he had with the two key women in his life with whom he lived, the, the poly relationship for years. Um, let me see if I can dive into this. Okay, so Zandu has a supernatural sensitivity to occult activities and mystic phenomena and used tarot cards to interpret what she senses as well to tell the future of others. She can levitate objects, teleport herself, and banish demons. Like John Constantine, she also serves as kind of a guardian of various magical trinkets, uh, enchanted items, and on and on. In addition to the Professor Marston and the Wonder Woman Robinson, was at a point of, attached to a film adaptation of classic Strangers in Paradise. And then it just goes on and on. So, long story short, we got J.J. Abrams tied to the DC uh, JL dark spinoff to some degree. We're going to see something coming soon with the Madame Zandu or, or Madame X. And we, we've got a lot of co cool stuff kind of connecting right now. Now, obviously, there isn't a ton of news in regards to this. We're at the early steps. But it's stuff like this. It's news like this that you get that little snippet up front, and then here in three months, six months, when it starts rolling, when when production starts kicking, that's that's this is the article that leads to that. I'm excited to see what these guys do at HBO Max. I'm excited to see... Uh, what J.J. Abrams is up to, uh, what we've got going on with Swamp Thing, and Madame X, and everything else. So, a little bit of news there. I had to get a drink of coffee. I'm recording this early because I have a ton of things to do today. And this just so happened to be the first thing I'm up to. All right, next, uh, Screen Rant Reports. And actually, I saw this, I saw this on YouTube, and uh, I saw, I think it was just YouTube. Zack Snyder's Norse TV show Twilight of the Gods gets a title and massive cast. If you guys did not know, Mr. Zack Snyder uh, released his most recent Army of the Dead movie, which was a hit. Justice League was a hit, but Army of the Dead comes out. And I actually watched several articles, listened to him being featured. I believe he was on, he was definitely on the Justin Justin Long podcast and discussed it didn't have any projects at the time or he didn't tell any but then shortly after with the success of army of the dead and i'm sure the public just prodding and poking what are you working on what do you got what do you got well next netflix has announced a massive star-studded cast for Zack snyder's up-and-coming north mythology inspired anime series now officially titled twilight of the gods the show was announced in 2020 as a part of Snyder's ongoing partnership with Netflix, which recently yielded the zombie heist movie, Army of the Dead. There's still no official word on when Twilight of the Gods will arrive on Netflix. For a few years now, Netflix has put an immense amount of effort into developing high-quality original animated content. That included the Western, developed, uh, the Western developed series like Castlevania and Blood of Zeus as well as the partnership with Japanese studios for series like Devilman Crybaby and the upcoming Godzilla Singular Point 
Snyder is currently leading a couple of different animated projects for Netflix, including a prequel series to Army of the Dead. Now, some big, big news. Oops. Getting, getting all crazy here. Getting all crazy. Man, hold on here. I hate, I, I hate it when they do this. All right, so let's talk about the cast. If I, oh, here we go. Okay, I can. All right, let's talk about the cast because this is this is going to be a big deal. I, I'm excited for it to a point. While I love Zack Snyder's uh, stories and I love his uh, characters and the way he projects things, my I guess my hesitation is, I also love like Neil Gaiman's version, if you don't know. American Gods and the way he structured it and many others. Uh, we'll, we'll see. Let's dive into the cast. Twilight of the Gods. John Noble will be Odin. Patterson Jofus, Joseph as Loki. Corey Stoll. Oh, I'm going to mess these names up. Is Narfkull. Jamie Chung as Hen. Uh, let's see. Jamie Clayton as the Seed Kona. Christopher Hivju as Anvari. Lauren Cohen as Inj. NJ. Peter Stormmar. This dude's like <laughs> freaking awesome. That's Ulfer. Or I yeah, I'm fucking these names. You're gonna have to figure it out. Pilo Aspek as Thor. Rahu Kohole as a girl. Not a girl. Eagle. Eagle. Not yeah, I don't know. Maybe it is Eagle. <laughs> uh Stuart Martin as Leaf or Leif. And Sylvia Hoax as Sigrid. And I'm sure more to come. And I'm sure probably guest appearances. And I'm sure the thing could go on for uh, probably ever. Anyways, the cast, the casting for this, if you want to take a look, is available. They've posted several pictures. And it shows you which actor is tied to which character in which will come in it. Remember, it's going to be animated. So whether the character resembles the voice is yet to be seen still excited though the the animated thing is taking off um with each one of these guys with netflix wanting to produce new content in the animated world and with amazon prime and and all these guys it's it's exciting i don't know why i like it i like it i also like it when Zack snyder decides to do something like this and we'll see who uh who else let's continue some news shall we Wanted to highlight this because over the last several weeks, and hopefully this article fully goes through it, I skimmed through it last night when I was putting this together, and that is The Boys Season 3, everything we need to know so far. Uh, More or less, I want to discuss the casting, but we'll highlight through some of this. This is brought to you by Entertainment Weekly because I keep seeing new names and new characters show up, and I thought, okay, well, I looked at individual articles, and there has to be one in this appeared to be the one that maybe will highlight some of the things. So filming has started um, season three started in early 2021 and obviously COVID-19 didn't destroy the hope on it. The showrunner and some of the members. Okay. So the first day of filming started in February 24th. Uh, there was a, a picture posted and another one by Carl, Bo- Carl Urban, AKA Billy butcher. I keep going. The pre, uh, premiere date is obviously not released at this time. The cast, okay. 
I believe this goes into a, the bulk of it. Okay, so the cast is, again, where I wanted to go. The boys and the seven are back in town. That means Urban, Quad, or Quaid, Karen, Laz, and Tumor will return as a covert military group to keep soups in check with their women on the inside. Starlight, which the same character is returning, or act- actress is returning. It also means Anthony Starr, which is Homelander, Jesse Usher as A-Train, Chase Crawford the Deep, Dominique Magallet as Queen Miabe, and Nathan Mitchell, Black Noir. Not that you be damned. <laughs> those, those folks are already returning as well. Claudia Dumont, who appeared as Congress, uh, Congresswoman Victoria Newman in season two, uh, will also expand her role. Dumont and Colby Miffy, who played Vought's frazzle head of hero management, Ashley Barnett, also will be a regular on the season. Well, let's see. Stormfront seemed defeated in season two. They're expecting her to return. Okay, so among the among the cast's newcomers, we have Jensen Akles with the CW drama cast. Akles moved on over to the boys into the role of Soldier Boy, which was heavily announced, dubbed the original superhero who was active during World War II. Another supernatural veteran, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, was supposed to have some kind of role in season three. But the pandemic is making that seem less and less likely. Uh, Katia Winter, known for roles on Dexter and Sleepy Hollow, will guest star in season three as comic book character Little Nina. In source material, she's a super short Russian mobster who loves vibrators. Her death constitutes one of the most shocking moments in the entire comics. Three soups have been added to the season three as reoccurring parts. Uh, Sean Patrick Flannery as the Boondock, uh, of the Boondock Saints. Fame will play Gunpowder, whom you might recognize from the second season of the first episode. He was spotted on the television as uh, Sherry Jordan Lejoy is watching the news report about a mall shooting. If more people were armed, maybe I wouldn't have to save the day every time the character says. Uh, Grippy confirmed that the e, uh, to EW that some someone in the writers' room successfully pitched not an extended return but a return of love sausage in season three. So there's more love sausage on the horizon. Actor Andrew Jackson played the soup with the super extendable uh-huh. <clears throat> love sausage in season two, episode six. We could probably expect other actors to appear, uh, you know, through Vol, Vought, and many others. So, anyways, the article continues to kind of just break down Soldier Boy and this and that and and some of that. Fucking stoked about this. So, we're getting more characters, new actors and actresses from other series. And while you may or may not like The Boys, I love the show The Boys. It is just a wild ride of craziness i cannot wait until season three comes out so i'm stoked for it i hope you guys are as well 
very inviting, I guess, from at least me on seeing and hearing about new cast members coming in. It's it's exciting. Let me uh, skim through this next one here. So if you guys don't watch the news or I guess don't don't have Facebook or what have you, Conan O'Brien ended his very long late night talk show career on June 24th. Now, I'm not going to go into that. Uh, as far as step by step, Conan O'Brien did this. I caught several clips of Conan O'Brien's last several weeks. Now, growing up as a kid, Conan O'Brien uh, became who he was as when I was a kid. And then I have caught him on and off through the years, especially as social media came out. I, I probably seen him more as an adult with the Team Coco stuff than I did in the in probably the last 20 years because I don't watch a I don't watch standard television B I definitely don't watch uh, late night shows generally speaking nonetheless he has <clears throat> had an incredible career I've always liked Conan O'Brien and some of the stuff that I saw some of the the final jokes and guests and 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 items there are freaking awesome him, Andy Richter, and the the guest just doing some crazy, crazy shit. An example, he was smoking weed with Seth Rogen and Andy on the show. Hilarious. Paul Rudd on the show. Hilarious. Um, I do have to watch the final episode. His final guest is Jack Black. So I do have to catch that episode. Again, I've been watching all these clips. He did a really funny clip about essentially are doing follow-up to a clip about a producer that he was screwing with over a decade ago. And then he brought the producer back on the show and uh, it, it was just good. It's just good skits, funny stuff. And uh, yeah, I mean, congratulations, Conan O'Brien. He is currently tied to some projects over. I believe it's at HBO max after he takes a short break uh, from his show there. So we'll see. We'll see what he has coming i i'm guessing that conan's going to because um conan's going to transition to something more uh kind of open book because if you've seen the team coco stuff um especially over the the last year he's definitely transitioned like most david letterman uh john stewart to where as opposed to being that corporate suit they're more free flowing. You're getting profanity. You're getting funnier things. You're getting guests that you can tell that the, uh, like in Conan's case, he connects to, and he's able to tell a bit of a different story as opposed to getting a curated list of actors, actresses, uh, musicians, and whatnot. And in some cases, they probably don't care as much. But it's again a curated show. So awesome! I I I, I wish uh, Conan all the success in the world as he transitions over to whatever. Uh, variety series he's he's approaching or will be doing with HBO Max. And uh, again, I, I can't highlight it. If you're a fan of Conan, you got to check out the clips if you haven't seen them already. On uh, And just look at Team Coco on your Facebook. Moving on. I'm not going to read this next article. <clears throat> I'm going to tell you about it. Or, or actually, no, I'm not going to tell you about the article. I'm just going to tell you about the movie. So last night when I was prepping, for today's show, I was reading articles. I started moving some stuff in, taking notes. The movie popped up on, I believe it was Netflix. Liam Neeson, Larry Fishburne, and, and a couple of other actors. 
the ice road. And there's an article by Rolling Stones. Go truck yourself. This is, and I bring this up just because it just, I think it just came out a couple of days ago. This is like ice road truckers meets northern Canada meets Fast and the Furious. Liam Neeson, I believe if I read some of the tidbits of this yesterday, he's like almost 70 years old and this dude's still kicking ass. The movie was fucking hot garbage. Unless unless you're really into trucking and you want to see some truck-on-truck combat and some older guys getting into it, the story was not great. The movie was not great. If you have nothing better to do, then just listen to the Culture Jack podcast and watch the movie. Gosh. Anyways, uh, oh, overall, yeah, I, I thought it was hot trash. I was hoping they were going to try to say it was in Alaska again because I'm like, God damn, this dude does all these fake Alaska movies. I don't get it. Um, I, I like Liam Neeson. I like Larry Fishburne. I like all those guys. And unfortunately, in this case, wow, really missed the mark with this one. All right, let's keep let's keep the ball rolling though. I just had to bring that up because I was like, damn. Luckily, I was writing writing out uh, some stuff for today's show as opposed to really engaged into that awesome show I missed. Uh, Zachary Levi calls shazam 2 superhero costumes a huge upgrade this has been blasted all over the internet in fact i <clears throat> some of this stuff showed up on this site and that site we're pulling it from screen rant uh right now zachary levi calls the new costumes for shazam fury of the gods a huge upgrade from the previous movie after making his dceu debut in 2019 shazam levi will return for the hit sequel well i hope so Anyways, in addition to these, uh, the new comfortable costumes that will be seen in Shazam, there is a picture. Here it is. It's a team picture or the Shazam family or the Marvel family or whatever you want to call it. Not Marvel as in comics. Marvel as in family. Anyways, they show off all of the new suits together with all of the characters, and they look good. I got to say they look good. You got the blue costume, purple costume, gray costume, red, red, and what looks to be a black costume as well. And they do. They look sharp. The cast is back. You can see them in the photos. And it's, it's, it's pretty big news because, A, the cast is back, of course. They didn't sub out a, a lot of people, at least from what I could see. And the damn costumes look good because that seems to be a, a, a funny thing with these superhero movies if they wear cost if they wear a full costume or are reprising something or taking something from the comic books i always wanted to see wolverine in the yellow and i know there was the comment by hugh jackman's character about it i just still i wish that he would have did it all right let's go into a little bit of box office news collider brings us f9 fast and furious tops friday box office with the biggest pandemic opening Thanks to the power of family. The Quiet Place 2 Part 2, the Hitman's wife or the Hitman's wife's bodyguard. That that's quite the sentence to say. Also continues to rake in numbers. As Vin Diesel once said. There's nothing like that moment. When the lights go down the projector lights. Can we believe? Let me reread that because that sounds dumb. There's nothing like that moment when the lights go down. The projector lights. 
and we believe. That is dumb. <clears throat> okay. The latest installment in the Fast and Furious franchise hit the ground running with a $30 million Friday debut. The film is also on track to earn $68 million this weekend, toppling the pandemic-era record previously set by The Quiet Place Part 2. Theaters are expected to take in 95.4 mil through the weekend as a result. This number is not only major for the pandemic. The last installment in the storied and bonkers franchise, 2019 spinoff Hobbs and Shaw took in 23.6 on the opening day with a weekend of 60 million. The fact that F9 managed to overtake this while re- while still releasing during the pandemic speaks volumes for how the movie industry is bouncing back. It may not be the $147 million opening from Fast and Furious 7 in 2015, but it's still a successful debut given the circumstances. And as you know, Fast and Furious 9 also features John Cena, who will play Vin Diesel's Dominic Toretto's, Vin Diesel's character, Dominic Toretto's brother. I may go see this. I don't know. They're fun to watch in, in theater. By no means should these movies be taking over over series it's like a dramatized men's car show that has cool shit that happens that would never fucking happen in real life with vehicles that you'll never probably see in real life put into circumstances that are ultra unrealistic however it makes for a hell of a fun time to watch in the theater or at home with the kids fast and the furious nine breaking records everywhere all right let's keep going let's just keep let's keep going uh let's see Okay, only a couple more to go. Uh, Quentin Tarantino still plans to retire after next film. Reveals he's considering Reservoir Dogs. This article right here is brought to you by Collider. Now, this has been a rumor. I actually read this before Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and then I read it before the movie previous to that, where he had a set amount of movies that he wanted to produce and build, and I could not remember whether he had one or two more to go um, but here it is. Nonetheless, once again, we're revisiting that he is supposedly going to end his directing career with possibly one more movie. And it could be a remake of Reservoir Dogs, which could be cool. That could be cool. I really don't want him to leave though. I love his movies. They're, they're just well done. They're crazy ass stories. Please quit and don't quit. Please quit and don't quit one more movie. Don't don't do it. All right, let's let's keep it going. I just wanted to, to highlight that in case you did not know. Uh WandaVision, we're back over at comicbook.com. WandaVision Emmy Insider suggests Marvel show has favorable odds for multiple nominations. <coughs> let's see. This uh was produced on June 26th, this article, and within a couple of days, nomination voting for the 73rd Emmy Awards will close ahead of the official nominee reveals on July 13th. As it turns out, WandaVision is a favorite to get nominated in a handful of sizable categories. THR released their latest Emmy nominations watch list on it and on Disney Plus series. According to Scott Feinberg, the Trades Awards columnist, WandaVision is increasingly likely to get nominations for Best Limited Series or Anthology, Best Actor in a Limited Series or TV Movie, that would be Paul Bettany. Best Actress in a Limited Series or TV Movie, Elizabeth Olsen. 
and Best Supporting Actress in a Limited Series or TV Movie, Katherine Hahn. Uh, Feinberg also listed uh, Tiana Paris as the major threat for nomination in the same category as Hahn. Anyways, it goes on to conclude the possibilities of others, such as the Falcon and Winter Soldier getting nominated for uh, Best Show and, and others, Best Drama Actors, Best Drama Series with Sebastian Stan and Anthony Mackie. It's exciting to see this, though. I like to see these big production very well done. I mean, regardless of production, I don't know why I said that. Regardless of production, these well-crafted stories that were executed exceptionally well by these actors and actresses that gave an incredible show to watch should be recognized at the highest possible level. And getting an Emmy, an Emmy, getting an Emmy award uh, for or nominated, I should say, for WandaVision, Winter Soldier, Falcon Winter Soldier, and what have you. That should be a thing. I, I believe it should be. Anyways, we'll have to find out as July 13th is coming soon. Last thing on my news, guys, I wanted to highlight for you today is some movies coming soon. Jumped on the IMBD website. And we're I'm going to just list off some stuff coming here in July. So coming soon, July 2nd, Summer of Soul, The Boss Baby Family Boss, The Forever Purge, Till Death, Werewolves Within, Zola. Coming July 9th, you know what it is. We've talked about it. Dustin has mentioned the, almost mentioned this thing consistently every single week for a very long time. July 9th, we finally get Black Widow. Jumping into July 16th, we've got Escape Room Tournament of Champions, Space Jam, A New Legacy. The Sleepless Unrest, The Real Conjuring Home. July 23rd, we've got How It Ends, Joe Bell, Old. Let me see that last one again. The movie, Old. Actually, that's by M. Night Shyamalan, so you might want to check that out. I'm going to check it out. (laughs) I'm going to check it out. Uh, We also have Snake Eyes. July 30th, we've got Enemies. Of the state. Jungle Cruise is finally coming out with Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Emily Blunt. Midnight in the Switchgrass, starring Bruce Willis. Nine Days, Ride the Eagle, Stillwater, that Matt Damon movie that looks pretty wild if you haven't seen that. We've got The Green Knight, which looks cool. And I'll leave it there because the list goes on and on. And I don't want to go into another month. I just wanted to highlight July for you folks. We've got some good movies coming out. And with that, Thank you so much for listening to The Weekend Wire here on the Culture Jack Podcast. Looking forward to these changes. Today, obviously, we highlighted some movie news, TV news. We'll have a whole ton of new things coming next Sunday on The Weekend Wire. In the meantime, you get Monday Madness. You get the news desk with Archie where he's going to be covering video games and much more. Uh, you get the Friday show with Dustin. The OTE will cover some Loki action. What a great week to listen to the Culture Jack Podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, and we'll catch up with you on the next episode.